This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Uh, good evening, everyone, and welcome if you join us again for another live show here on Always Wolves. It's as, as said yesterday, it's a very fast-moving situation. Um, we had a great show yesterday talking about Lopetegui, his departure, some very honest, frank views, which has, uh, you know, created a lot of interest. As we talked about yesterday as well, there's obviously it seems certain that the ex-Bournemouth manager. Gary O'Neill was almost certainly going to be appointed by Wolves as their new head coach. That has definitely come to pass uh, today. If you've not watched it earlier on today, I did an interview with a Bournemouth fan, Kirk, uh, from um, the Cherries um, uh, channel. And he was... um, very forthright in his views. He surprised me with how negative he was. He basically said it's a different uh, set to what the media print. And um, it, de- it depressed me a little bit. However, we wanted to get some balance on the channel because we wanted to... We've heard from a Bournemouth fan earlier on today. We wanted to hear from you guys in the chat and Wolves fans and also one of our writers on Always Wolves .co.uk, Liam Berry wrote an absolutely fantastic article um, about Gary O'Neill. He's actually out and about at the moment. So, hi, Liam. How are you? Evening, Dave. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for joining us. I know that you're out at the moment, so you, you're jumping mm. on the start of this. Uh, Craig, Thanks, how are you doing? All right. Thanks, Dave. Uh, I've, uh, I'm, 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 I'm absolutely fuming, though. You can imagine. Uh, given their great performance that day, where we're all really optimistic, and then this shambles of a week, and it and it is a shambles. But uh, we'll talk more about that in the show, I'm sure. We definitely will. Hoops, great to have you back on because we haven't heard from you or Craig uh, during the summer, so it's good to get your take on things. You okay, mate? I'm good. I'm good. Hope everyone's had a good summer, and um, yeah, it's 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 good to be chatting. I didn't think this would be the topic. Um, on my return, and I don't think many of us did um, last time I spoke. But uh, no, I'm good. And it's, it's it's good to be on on board. And uh, yeah, thanks for having us. You're most welcome, mate. It's great to have you. And Manny, great to have you back again from yesterday. I know how busy you are, oh. but it's brilliant again to to react <laughs> your reaction from today to, to yesterday. Yeah, I'm quite chilled today. After the yeah, it's been a manic week, but I'm quite chilled. I'm quite content. I think you know you go with the flow and you make. The positives come to the fore. That's how I, I like to live my life. So, you know, I'm not going to dwell on the fume because it's gone, you know. Absolutely. Well, we've got, whilst we've got Liam, uh, I will go through the Hobbs statement in a little bit. 
But whilst we've got Liam with us, um, as I say, he has done an absolutely wonderful article for us on Always Wolves uh, Fan TV, which is up there now. And he's talked uh, in depth about how Gary plays and how he could work with the Wolves squad. So make sure you do get to read that afterwards. Make sure you bookmark it. But Liam, um, whilst we've got you on, mate, um, maybe you could just talk a little bit uh, actually about that uh, article and tell mm. people your thoughts on uh, Gary O'Neill's appointment and how it could work out for Wolves. Yeah, well, I think, first of all, there's been a lot of negativity over his uh, appointment, which I think is is quite unfair. Obviously, the name isn't something to get excited about. It doesn't bring people off their seats, maybe like Lopetegui's appointment did in last November. But it's certainly not one to write off. I mean, if you look into how he played with Bournemouth last season, you can see glimpses of how he could use Wolves because, let's be honest, our attack, our attacking play has been... Awful. the past yeah. the past however years it's been it's not been the best and it seems like the only way we can you know hurt and attack teams is on the counter so maybe O'Neill can use that in his in his favor and he's certainly got he's certainly got the players to do it at Wolves but um but yeah it's, it's again there's so much negativity and I feel like give the man a chance he hasn't even had a session with the uh, with the players yet you need to give him a chance to see see how we can do every manager has to start somewhere you can't get to the top without, you know, having having a journey. Absolutely. And in regards to um, what you, your analysis that you've done and which I was so impressed with, um, if you want to talk through his systems um, and how he, you've analysed that he plays at Bournemouth and how yeah. he can make that work with Wolves. Well, I think last season he played a total of six formations, but... His majority, the, the majority of the time, he was playing a four-two-three-one or a four-four-two. He kind of used them in the same same type of way, which is what Lopetegui did for a for a long time last season. He um, he likes to play a second striker next to a uh, next to a number nine, um, and that obviously again that is what Lopetegui does. That is what most of the fans uh, think is our our best system with uh, Cunha or Fabio next to a next to a number nine, which could well be, uh, could well be Kalajic going into the, uh, going into the season. Um, yeah, he played, he's, he's, he was mainly, he was mainly counter-attacking football. Obviously he'd tweak his side depending on the, uh, depending on the team he's going to play. Sometimes he played a back three, sometimes he played a back four, but the majority of the time he was playing a back four. I feel like he's got the players now. He's got the players to really play the system that he wants. Cause let's be honest, the Bournemouth team is, Last, especially last season, he's not Premier League standard, and you don't get touted for manager of the season for no absolutely no reason. I, I don't believe that. I feel like the way the way he kept them up as well, it, it, it wasn't by the skin of their teeth. They 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 uh they survived with with a couple of games to go. So I think if he plays his if he plays his nice counter attacking football, which I think he can because he's got the players to do it. Our defense is good. We've got pace and attack. I feel like it's a good appointment for Wolves and. He's not exciting Matt Hobbs for no reason. He's obviously had a lengthy interview with him and Matt Hobbs isn't going to walk away and feel confident about this about this appointment for absolutely zero reason. Absolutely. I mean, and, that, and that's, that's, that, that, that's good to have a little bit of positivity. I mean, um, yeah. the Bournemouth guy who came on earlier, he was, he was honest and he was open. He was saying um, that the mascot could have kept Bournemouth up last year because they spent a lot of money in January. <laughs> that he was saying, and he he was saying that uh, his, his 
the way he was talking about Gary O'Neill, that he was flip-flopping. He didn't know what from one week to the next while he was playing. He kept changing his formation. There was yeah. no certainty. The football was very boring. They hardly scored any goals. But you think... That are you we... talking about Bournemouth or are you talking about Wolves? Well, exactly. <laughs> so that's why I, that's my I, point, you know. One of the things I'm my... saying to him is, like, as Wolves fans, we want excitement, we want goals. How yeah. do you think, Liam, whilst I've got you here, because we've seen Wolves playing on the front foot during yeah. pre-season, very attacking, high press, and you're... Yeah. Sort of saying that they're going to sit back more, which is exactly opposite to what they've been doing under pre-season. Yeah, well, who knows? O'Neill could change his tactics because he could look at the, the wall side and think, you know what, I don't need to play a counter-attacking football. So we could do anything. But from, from his time at Bournemouth, what we know is he likes to sit back, soak up the pressure, let the teams, uh, let, let their defence line uh, sit high so we can uh, attack, attack with pace. Um I think, obviously, again, I'll say it again, he could do absolutely anything. It's football. You don't know what's going to happen. But if we do sit back and hit them on the counter, I don't think it's all bad because I think I made this point in my article and I made a point on Twitter. The atmosphere for the past couple of years hasn't been, hasn't been the same. I think everyone knows yeah. that. And obviously, anything it could be to do with how we've been doing in the league. But I think a strong and valid point is that we've been, we've been holding the ball. It's been, as much as it's been so exciting going forwards, it's most of the time, we've just got the ball. We're not creating anything. We struggle to break teams down. Obviously, we're best on the counter-attack. Maybe the atmosphere could be, be better and the fans could be filled with more excitement with a more counter-attacking, expansive football because one minute you could be in your own half about to concede and then the next minute you're, you're celebrating in front of the South Bank. I think that's exactly how it went in the Nuno, in the Nuno days and obviously the atmosphere was was booming it was it was incredible so who knows it, it could have any effects and as long as we get the results personally I don't care how we play it's, it would be nice to play this all Barcelona tiki-taka style but we've proven multiple times we can't really do that we, we struggle to break the teams down it's we're not very good at holding possession and then breaking the teams down and then creating chances I feel like we are always you know relying on the counter-attack and if if we just admit that to ourselves then you know, there's no there's no issue for me with playing counter-attacking football this season. Absolutely fantastic. Well said. Hoops, I want to go back to you first because you haven't had a chance to get stuck in yet. I mean, you've heard what uh, Liam's had to say. You've obviously seen what's happened all throughout the summer. You've obviously with the Lopetegui situation. What's your take um, on the appointment? I mean, I must say Liam's very positive there, but I think there's there's, there's good reason for that as as well. I think yes, as you as you've referenced, you know, you've had opinion from the Bournemouth fans who were close to it last season, but but the real context here is Gary O'Neill took over a side who'd just been thrashed nine nil against Liverpool. They were pretty much dead and buried. So to Liam's point, you're not going to see prime Ajax or, you know, the Brazilian of the 70s style or or sort of Galactico football, what you're going to see is probably a very pragmatic style of play based on the limitations of the side in which he inherited. So I wouldn't get too drawn on exciting football. Um, I mean, the backdrop of it is people who follow me on know that I was a huge fan of, of, of Hewlett and I'm gutted he's gone. 
Um, although ultimately it was the right decision because it was untenable because he's been wanting to go for some time. But anyway, that is that has gone. And as, to Manny's earlier point, you've got to roll with the punches as, as a football fan. And this decision has been made. Um, ultimately, with our financial situation, we could have only looked at out-of-contract managers. There was no way we would have had to work out a compensation with a, a manager within a club. So, you know... With what's out there, they, they, they've looked at a guy who came in, um, you know, at a, at, a, at a tough time with a pretty weak side. And as, as Liam referenced, was a candidate for, for manager of the year. Now, it seems a little bit churlish now that Bournemouth fans are saying the mascot could have done better or anything like that. I, 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 I think that's, that's a little bit bizarre and a little bit unfair on Gary O'Neill. I think ultimately, I think he came in a similar time to it was it November, wasn't it? I think of last year. So he's not. Nobody really knows because he hasn't got that the, the managerial boots, has he? You know, he was a very experienced footballer and a coach, but we can't really define him as a manager ultimately because he's not had a number of transfer windows and he's not got that level of experience. He's a forty-year-old coach who came in at a difficult time in Bournemouth and did what was required. Now, you know, if we park the situation with, with Lopetegui and, and, and we, we resign that to the past and what's been has been and, and, we're, and we're talking the here and now, with our financial position, because we've got to rule out the expensive out-of-contract managers, you like to pot that, I suspect, um, then really... It was probably the, the best of what we have available. Um, he's going to come in as an underdog, which he's used to. Um, a style of play, yeah. I, the, the, what I've read about him, he doesn't have an identity as such. It's more about the opposition, and he'll also, based on that, and as, as Liam referenced, he's, he plays with a free or a four, depending on, on what we see. So I'm not drawn up on style of play. I'm not drawn up on expecting to see exciting play. Um, the fans will get behind him, whatever their misgivings are or whatever their justifications are in many ways about the board and what goes on behind that. We'll get behind him. I'll get behind him. I'm disappointed with how things have happened, but we are where we are. We can't turn that clock back. And um, I hope we've got a manager now who wants to be here. And ultimately, we talk about players and we criticise them to say, why do we want to keep this player if they don't want to be here? We could not have kept that manager any longer, as much as I liked him, because he just didn't want to be here. He didn't care about this club. So if we've got someone in, in who's fully committed, and I know you could say, well, fans are fully committed and they could do the job. I get that. But this is a young coach who we don't know. We can't predict. Or with what's available, I'm not disappointed. I'm disappointed with the turn of events to get here. But now we're here. I'm not overly disappointed with the appointment. Fantastic. I'm going to come to you in a minute, Manny, because I know you've got quite a bit to say. But I want to get Craig his chance to come in and speak because you haven't really heard your views yet throughout the summer or everything. You've um, Obviously, you've got a few things that you want to get off your chest. So if you want to shoot first yeah, and yeah. then we'll bring Manny in, then we'll bring Liam back in before he has to shoot off and then we'll get uh, into the, the statement from Hobbs. I think the 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 guys there spoke a lot of a lot of uh, sense, Dave. My 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 challenge today was to uh, clearly define uh, where we've been 
what was the cause and what I'm going to do uh, moving on. Uh, moving on, I'm going to support this guy 100%, as I am the team. Um, what it, what it, he, he will do with us against what was the worst football team that I've ever seen in the, in the Premier, Bournemouth. They were, they were awful. We, we played them twice. We battered them twice and they got four points out of us. They, um, and so he, he's a guy, maybe, that, that knows how to win. Maybe. I don't know. Um, but I think... I think he's frozen. I'm frozen. You're still oh, okay here. No, you, you're frozen, Dave. You're frozen, mate. Yeah, it's Dave. Oh, carry on, carry yeah. on, anyone. Yeah, carry on. And, and so anybody that hangs this guy out to dry before we've seen anything wants shooting. Uh, we're, we're wolves through and through, and we need to understand that. He got a better win ratio uh, than than uh, Lopetegui over the same amount of matches. He won one more match and we lost one less over the same same period of time. Um, is he is he fashionable? Is he somebody that I'd have gone for? No, he isn't. But uh, now we've got him, we've got to give him a chance. On the JLo side. I know that me and you, Dave, think uh, uh, at, at, at opposite ends here. When you've, uh, when you've been chased and you have been promised certain things to get you to leave your homeland and your family, move countries uh, to, a, to a club that was bottom of the Premier League and you've been promised that those, that those things, that as an absolute minimum for the chairman to keep your word. And, and 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 she didn't. So so J Lo in the nine months he, he hadn't got time added to to build an affinity with us, uh, a love with Wolverhampton. So so it, it, it was still very much um, a business, a relationship. And I think that J Lo said, "She, you can't keep your word. I am offside immediately." And I get that. And going public was a strategy for me. So he could leave this club with money uh, in his hand, with his teeth. Uh, it, it was a strategy, Dave, because she did not keep his word. And, and the reports are that he didn't just break his word once, he broke his word twice. That is, that is awful. In, 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 in any shape of business, if your top man basically lies to you, what, what, what relationship have you got? You haven't got any relationship at all. So I, I, I don't blame uh, J-Lo for going. Um, is he excellent? Is he pretty good? Clearly, yes. Um, she, she is, his position is untenable. Absolutely, 100% got to go. And I hope the fans voice that. But I hope the fans uh, make, make this, this new manager of ours feel massively welcome. I believe... As you know, with my seventh verdict, that we've we've got a squad that could surprise lots of of, of, uh, of people in this league if they okay. if they hit the ground running. Nobody thought Brighton would do any good last season or Fulham, and they were that they, they were great all season, and nobody fancied them at, at the start of the season. In my opinion, we've got a better squad than than than, than those two clubs. In my opinion, fantastic. 
Yes, sorry, she needs to go, Dave. Uh, I absolutely, I, I understand that J-Lo, and I wish he'd have stayed, but he hasn't. And we need to get behind the new manager and the team. Fantastic. Thank you, Craig. Manny, um, obviously I want you to come in now. And Liam, we will come back to you before we, we let you shoot off. Um, but let's, so you can hear everyone and then come back. Uh, Manny, um, you're... Yeah. Well, first of all, you know what? Young Wolves social media fans get a bit of stick for spouting this and spouting that. We've just heard the first 10 minutes of this show. Somebody who sat down and articulated like proper knowledge about our new manager. Imagine doing your homework and actually finding out about something rather than listening to him or her or, you know, absolutely brilliant. So well done, Liam. And I hope that gets played to a lot of people and people can start analysing what the hell he did. You know, when a guy plays different systems, he plays different systems, he's finding himself, he's 40 years old. The only person that I have really trusted at Wolves in the last 12 months, the only person, not being Lopetegui, it's probably been Matthew Hobbs. He did a brilliant job in January. He got all of his players in, in on time, the best window we've ever seen in the January. He was um, uh, tasked with selling and raising a bit of funds. He did that as quick as any person could at the start of the season. Got, got rid got rid of three or four players, got the capital in. And he spent three hours with this guy. What is he talking about for three hours? This guy must have been impressed by Gary O'Neill. And if you look at the statement, you know, he, um, Matthew Hobbs clearly says that we were excited with the way we finished pre-season. So he's not going to choose somebody, oh, can I pick a manager? to ru ruin what I'm excited with in pre-season. He's going to say, Gary, that's what we've been doing. Can you keep that going? And he's been convinced by Gary O'Neill. The other thing is, Lopetegui, in all his time since January, not once did he realise that Matthias Cunha isn't a number nine. <laughs> not once. Right? So not once did he realise that this player is not number nine. How many matches you can count on your hand where we would say we played champagne football like people are criticising O'Neill? We only got results with even better players. So we had better players. We had more expensive players. We had £100 million spent and we got the one nils and the two nils and then we hung on and defended for our lives. You know... Mm. So if, if, if Lopetegui was going to another club and someone said, what's he like? I would say, well, he got the results. He kept us up. He's got a good reputation. But the football oh, is horrific. We didn't score any goals. We hardly, hardly created any chances. Am I, am I wrong? We didn't score any goals. We didn't create any chances. Our, t our two strikers, Raul and Costa, scored one goal between them. And we're praising Lopetegui for a brilliant performance. His remit was to get result and keep us up. He did it. Brilliant. Gary O'Neill's remit was get results and keep us up. He did it with the worst team, with less experience, with no knowledge, having to find his feet, having to try different systems. 
he didn't have those options that Lopetegui had on the bench. So the negativity from a few people, you know, towards Gary O'Neill, judge mm. people when they perform. If after five matches we've lost all five and we've been tonked and we've got no style of play, yes, get him out. We don't want him. But judge him on what he does on the field and don't keep going back to, oh, what was he like at Bournemouth? What was he like? at No, 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 no. What is he like and what can he bring to our team? That's what Hobbs... Hobbs ain't going to say to him, what are you like at Bournemouth? He's going to say, right, these are the players. This is how we're playing. Lopetegui uh, never played... Never played... Lopetegui... Lopetegui... Let me finish. Let me finish. Lopetegui never played. Hardly played. Two up front. In the last week, suddenly we're playing really good football, creating chances. That's the time where he's now decided to leave. It might have been Matt Hobbs. might have been Matt Hobbs going. Like we're employing, we've got a manager and this is his thinking. So I want you to try this now because we want to prep this team. It's no good Gary O'Neill having two days of training. So maybe Gary O'Neill's had his thoughts through Matt Hobbs and told Lopetegui, you're preparing the team for us because you're going and this is how we want the team playing. And suddenly they're playing better football. So give... Judge, um, you know, judge the manager on like what our owner is, what Matthew Hobbs has seen in him, and he has quite clearly said we were excited by the way we've played pre-season, and he obviously thinks that this guy can match and improve what we've done in pre-season. That's quite exciting because, like I said, I don't think Matt Hobbs is an idiot. I think, you know, I think Jeff Shee is. I agree with you, mate. I've been saying since last year the guy needs to go, you know, but this guy's a footballing man and he does know about football. So I'm reserving my judgment and I'm quite excited. I'm seeing, you know, Daniel Pedence has just put on his Instagram. There are no coincidences. And he's put a picture with all Nunes and everybody all happy and thumbs up. And he's put, there are no coincidence. You know what Pedence is like, you know. So no one's said, thank you, boss. No one's put a post up to say, um, oh, we miss you, boss. Sad to see you go, you know. Dave. Yeah, on that first. Because I do agree with everything that you say, Manny. A hundred percent with you on everything that you say. And I'm exactly on the same page as you, that we're going to get behind this guy, we're going to back him, we're going to get behind him completely. But saying that you can't... If you go for an interview for a job and you've got a CV, you don't get an interview without having a CV. He has got a long coaching um, CV. He did a good job at Bournemouth. Obviously, from the Bournemouth fans' perspective, which was a good insight, they, they see things differently. He's, a, he's now got a new page with Wolves. Um, a lot of Wolves fans, you know, Sooty included, and a lot of people that have been on here are fed up of us playing boring football. Boring. Lots, yeah, yeah. We, we don't want to be playing, going to watch Wolves score one goal again and sitting back and just hoping we, we can get a, a goal on the break. They don't want to watch that sort of football. We've You've talked about it. It's been turgid for two years. And Lopetegui did a job during the during the preseason at the weekend. A team that can play on the foot on the front foot and play attacking football, high press, score really really good goals. And I am concerned, 
quite rightly to be that is all that going to be undone and we're going to sit back and hopefully do a Bournemouth and win 1 0. Maybe that's no, because we're not Bournemouth. And he embraces the different styles, and we've got to, like what you say, 100% get behind this guy and back him and believe him and show him that level of support. Am I worried that it's going to be a Nathan Jones at Southampton? God, I am, yeah. Am I hopeful that he's going to be a Pep Guardiola? God, I am, yes. Of course I am. Craig, you were going to come in. Yeah, I just said, I mean, what if, uh, as we're, uh, we're now seeing, seeing stuff come out, what if those players played the way they did over the last uh, four preseason games um, with, a, with a manager that, that they absolutely couldn't stand? We don't yeah. know. Right, we, yeah. we're hearing reports now that he was miserable, that he'd lock himself away for a week. Now, if they played that way with a manager that they can't stand and, and staff that they can't stand, what are they going to play like with a guy that that, that really gets gets uh, with them, no matter what uh, inexperience he's got? And I'm really, uh, yeah. my my glass now because we've got no choice has gone from the the half empty to to half full again. Because because we have to get behind this team, we have to get behind this manager. But if Jalo was miserable and nasty, and those, and those players played that way, how good are they going to be with 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 a positive influence around them? Well, let's let's just stop it there for a second. And Manny's right because he's pointed out the pedence thing. I'm conscious that Liam's got to shoot, so let's just get Liam to finish off this section of the show, and then us four can then talk about all the rest of it. Liam, obviously. Lots of debate in the chat talking about it. You know, I think we're all 100% agreed that we've got to get behind the guy. Um, some final thoughts from you before you've got to shoot off? First, I think everyone's made some really good points. And yes, I think the fan base is a bit worried because, again, I said it I said it before, it's not a name that really excites you, but it's, it's most definitely a risk. I think everyone agrees with that. But then again, we didn't get where we are today without taking risks. I'm thinking back to the championship season where we brought in all these players for loads of money. If we didn't go up that season, we would have never had any of this. We wouldn't be, we wouldn't be speaking about uh, Gary O'Neill. We wouldn't be here. So it, it's just another one of those risks. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Then, you know, we, we're still wolves, aren't we? We're still going to turn up to the games. Um... But yeah, I think I think everyone's really summed it up perfectly. I think some good points. Judge him when he starts. If he loses the next five, then fair enough. Then people can start getting on his back. But his, his system can change. Everything I said, he, he might not do. He could change it, looking at the squad and thinking, all right, I don't need to sit back. I don't need to soak up the pressure and hit, hit them on the counter. I can play more expansive football and uh, um, how, how they've been playing in pre-season. Absolutely, mate. Liam, thank you ever so much for giving up your time tonight. I do recommend um, that you do check out uh, the news story, that, the article that Liam has done on alwayswolves.co.uk. Have a read of that. It gives you some real insight and it will give you a lot more positivity than, as Manu says, the Bournemouth guy who was like, you feel suicidal after watching. But Liam, thank you ever so much and enjoy the rest you. of your evening and thanks for joining us. You too. Bye, everyone. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. What a great guy and a, and a young man. Before we, before we get stuck into um, continuing this debate and discussion, which I think we're all pretty much on the same screen, Manage referred to Hobbs and the recruitment process. If you're listening to this back on the podcast, I will quickly read this out. Um, it said... Um, that Hobbs has spent the last 10 days searching for Julian Lopetegui's successor after um, basically he spoke to Julian after the Celtic game. Uh, he, he said he'd considered a number of candidates, but was left with no doubt after meeting with O'Neill and hearing his plans to take Wolves forward, leading a new chapter at Molyneux. On the process shot behind the head coach, Hobbs says about the tunnel situation, what was great when he was up is to take time for the interview, other candidates who's willing to wait until we found the right person. So fair play to JLo for that. Uh, the way he and his staff work during the period tells you everything you need to know about that. And we'll move on to that. Um, um, he said, it's an opportunity to do something different with a young up-and-coming British coach from the people we met. Uh, Gary was clearly the right person from very early into his presentation his attention to detail throughout and the history of developing players impressed us. He worked with both young and experienced players and understands the process. The detail he showed with his tactical work, including against us last year, shows uh, gives us and should give us confidence about the work he and his staff put into every game. He has a way of playing, what he wants to do, but he tweaks it for each opposition and understands he has to change patterns to create opportunities. He's very forward-thinking, very driven, uh, he likes. Uh, he has a point to prove because he did a great job at Bournemouth. I came away feeling very excited and optimistic after the interview. I'm very pleased to have him on board. He's also showed a good knowledge of the squad, our squad, and how it works within his principles. Uh, like any new manager, it'll take time to get used to players and understand them, not only on a tactical level. Part of our decision was if he fits uh, it, to our squad is because we don't want to rebuild a squad. We want to keep our principles going forward now so we can have a long-term strategy. Um, he said he's done a lot of due diligence uh, about this as well. Uh, and uh, he, as you quite said, he's also said that the leadership group at Wolves will are confident that they will get behind uh, the manager as well. There's a lot more uh, that's on there. But he said one thing I can tell from his interviews is he works with huge intensity and diligence I know he's already been working whilst we've been negotiating, so he'll be ready to go. Like any of us, when you start a new job, you get your head down, start working. There's a lot of work to do on and off the pitch. There's a lot of people to meet, but he isn't bringing in a large staff, which is positive because a lot of good people here. He says, I've got a message for our supporters. It, it would it would be that it's okay to feel sad and disappointed about Julian's departure, but at the same time, it's okay to be optimistic because I genuinely feel this exciting and progressing appointment for the club. And as Manny does rightly point out, um, 
to be fair, of all the success stories that we've had in recent times, Hobbs hasn't really put a foot wrong since he was appointed. So you do have to trust his judgment and the process. And at a time when our chairman, and I know this for a fact, is still in China, um, Jeff. Is I hope he don't come back. I really I, hope he don't I come said, back. Absolutely. You need to stay there. He's still in China. You'd think if there's a crisis going what on. What we need to do, Dave, is we need to launch uh, our own superbug, COVID-21, and ban all Chinese from coming into England. <laughs> so it well, keeps in maybe there. Not, maybe not that, but maybe, Jeff, um, maybe folks <laughs> are behind the scenes taking action as we speak. Maybe Jeff won't come back. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see whether he's there for the Man United game or not. Um, anyway, yeah, so, Craig, continue your point, fella. Yeah, I, look, I, Dave, I mean, I, I have seen more um, exciting football, attacking football, players that have got intelligence that are beyond their years in these last four games than I've seen for the last two and a half seasons. I've seen uh, this young Fabio that you will all know I'm a massive fan of and always have been. And I uh, and I spotted this lad's ability to see space and to run into space. We didn't have the players that were clever enough to find him. That's the problem. We've now got the players, in, in my view, that are clever enough to find him. Uh, the, uh, um, the midfield players that we've got are fluid, they, they, they interchange. They're going to be a nightmare to Mark Dave because, because they're, they're, moving, they're moving all over the place. They don't stay in one place. Nunes runs, runs from deep uh, into, into the, the, uh, the opposition you know, area. He's, he, he's, he, he looks absolutely brilliant. Gomez looks an absolute ball. You always need one person in the middle to break it up and, and, to, and, and, and to cause havoc. And, and, and Gomez is, is absolutely that uh, that man. Lamina, he, he's just a joy to watch, isn't he? He plays with enthusiasm. He hates uh, uh, losing the ball. He'll, he'll, and, and when he does, he runs his, his man down. Um, I just I am so excited with this group of players. And I and I thought that 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 J Lo had, had, had created that. From what we're seeing today, that may not be the case. And if that's the case, and they've done this basically on their own back, we've got we've got a brilliant two or three years uh, with this with this crew. And if this is O'Neill, and you, you can't compare from what you hear with Bournemouth uh, fans, uh, you, you know, I don't want to be uh, cruel, but but that Bournemouth team were absolute garbage. With with with, abs- with with no quality in it, Dave. That they, they were garbage. Horrific, not, yeah. Maybe you're right. According to the Bournemouth fan who watched them every week, they spent a lot of money in January, 70, 80 million. They bought in a lot of quality, and they had a lot he of injured, people. He, 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 I think they've got, he's got a thing on his shoulders where he thinks because we're Bournemouth, we've got a little stadium. Everyone thinks we're yeah. crap. No, so he, he would have he would argue a different way, but I get where you're coming from. Yeah, and and so they were without doubt the worst team in the league. And this guy goes in there, and uh, when they sacked him, I I have to say I thought it was it was an awful decision and a disgusting decision. Now he's going to be fired up, isn't he? Massive. I hope so because if he's got a point, because, to well, 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 I, I don't yeah. know what he'd done. 
and then somebody sat me for it, I couldn't wait to get back in, into another job to, 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 to prove the world wrong. And so um, I'm, I was, I, I've been furious all week because I'm, 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 I'm mad at Jeff, Jeff Shee more than anybody else. But I'm still wolves through and through. And Dave, I think we've got a lot to be optimistic about. Some, some of these fans coming on, uh, uh, they're entitled to the views. But let's, let's, let's put the emotion to one side and have a look at the talent that we've got in the squad. Stop spouting crap through your heart and start thinking through your brain because we've got some real, real talent in, in our team. That Wren had not lost a, a game all pre-season. I've watched the game against Forest where they beat Forest 5-0 and the West Ham game. And that a good side. And we made them look... Champions we made them look you know, they're Champions League side. And they, they, we made them look mediocre. We were, we were all over them. And the runs from, from our midfield and our forwards, they couldn't cope with us. So I'm, I'm just praying that Gary comes in. Hobbs are really right. So, so if, he's, if he's eyed this guy, he must have seen something. I'm going to get positive again and only get down uh, if, they, if they let us down. So okay. lots let's, to be positive about. I'm going to come to Manny in a second again, but uh, Hoops, you've been quiet for a little while. Um, so now we've kind of moved on to, um, obviously Gary's in. in. He'll, I think he's taking training for the first time tomorrow. Um, we don't know yet what his backroom team's going to be, whether he's going to go back for some people from Bournemouth. Um, there's a rumour of a guy coming from West Ham. They're going to need to bring in some help for him. Um, but, like, positivity-wise, like what Craig says and what Manny says, he's going to have a point to prove. We're going to get behind him. How positive are you that he can come in and continue that team that, you know, played so well at the weekend and get them going again for United and forward? I, I think there's an unknown here. I, I am positive, but it's difficult to put that on a, on a platform because, you know, the, the, there's, there's a lot to kind of digest here in terms of how things will go. And uh, I think to your earlier point, Dave, it felt as if, you know, through... Ulan, we were developing, you know, into a pre-season which he wasn't afforded before, and a style of playing and identity was slowly coming into play. He'd done, as, as, as it's been referenced, the job last year, and, and now we could build on that. And 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 the frustration is that a, a, a guy of his caliber didn't feel that he could have gotten more out of these players. And I think to to to, to Craig's point, um, we absolutely have got a nucleus of a very good side. There's there's, there's no there's no doubt about that. We've got a very, very talented side, um, and in large part due to the, the January recruitment. And if you look at some of our most successful sides in, in recent times, you look at the Nuno side, for example, that was built on a small squad. That was infamous, uh, a small squad. He liked a small squad because it kept everybody happy. It kept everybody on their toes. However, and this is the book, a few injuries and, and we could be in trouble. There's, there's, no, there's no doubt about that because of the number of players that have left. So we may get some additions and the additions that, that, that we've, you know, we're looking at, you know, the likes of Creswell and, and so forth, they kind of look more like squad fillers, which is okay as long as you keep your players fit. So I'm positive in terms of the ability of the players that we've got as a start in 11. 
and I backed that starting eleven. And and there were times in it last year, particularly even the start of the season under Bruno, where my frustration was these are good players, but it ain't happening. And and we, and we you know we, we're too far gone to look back at that. But I never thought it was a question of ability. I questioned their hunger. I questioned their desire. I questioned if they they understood the tactics at that time. But what I didn't question is their their ability. You know, ultimately, we know, I agree, Fabio has huge potential. And I'd love to see him get games this year. But but if you look at that forward line, if you look at Sasha, who's now had two major, major injuries, we're all fingers crossed that, you know, he, he fully recovers. But there's got to be question marks on that. And he can't be seen as a reliability. And Cunha has, has been referenced as well. It doesn't appear to be a natural nine. So I'm still a little bit concerned that it appears at this stage, and I don't think it's going to change that we're at least a striker short. Um, you know, we're not going to miss Jimenez's goals because there weren't many post injury and, and cost are the same. But we still need another striker for me. And I would argue we still need a, another centre-half as well um, with the departures that we've had as well. So... If we get a bit of luck in terms of the injury front and if we get the players to buy in to Gary O'Neill, which is key, and if and if he has the ability as a coach to get what I believe is a core of talented players and get the maximum out of them and squeeze that out of them, we'll be okay. And, 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 I, and I do believe that because from a perspective of a 11 against 11, we're okay. I mean, there are sides around us that are strength, strengthening. West Ham are, are buying players today, for example, if you're going to compare a similar size club. So there, there are, you know, Everton are making sign-ins. So sides are strengthening. So I am a little concerned that we are a few players sure, as, as Hewland obviously was as well. So I hope we get a little bit over the line. I hope we get a bit of luck because I do think we'll need it. But absolutely, there is a young, talented, good side there. The likes of Gomez, the likes of Lamino, who's been referenced, of Fabio, of Bueno, you know, as Kilman emerged as a leader. This is the season for some of these players to stand up now because some of them have been hiding, if I've been, to be honest. And this is the time for them to say, no excuses. We need to stand up. We're not kids anymore. This is our second season. And the likes of Nunes will go, I'm going to be the man. So if the players buy in, I think we'll be okay. But my concern is, A, we're a little bit short on a few players that we need, particularly up top. And we just need to keep these players fit. So if they're fit and they're focused, then absolutely the reasons to be positive. But we can't say that with a great deal of comfort because there's so much unknown there with O'Neill because he's still a young coach. But is if we are getting a fired up coach with a little bit of an underdog spirit, that could could be a good match with the players that we have. Well said, mate. Really, really articulated really well. Uh, so we're going to go to Manny now to come in on that. And then yeah. the last 10 minutes, uh, we're going to do a quick Q&A um, to save your questions um, until Manny's finished what he's got to say here. Then if you want to ask all of us a few little, shoot a few questions at us to finish off, uh, the uh, the show that'd be great, Manny. Obviously. Two points. I think you know because he's like somebody coming in with not a great deal of history. 
it's a kind of appointment. In five games, he either gets sacked or we're building statues. He either becomes a cult hero or he gets sacked. I don't think there's going to be a middle ground where we keep going, OK, we'll give him, you know, that's going to happen. We know that. That's going to happen, right? So we are in that unknown, right? But you know what? When you look at sides and injuries and, yeah, we would like that extra two players, I think every side apart from Manchester City are always looking for those extra two players. Even when Arsenal had two key injuries, when their centre-half got injured, they bombed. When Harry Kane doesn't play for Spurs, they bomb. Most sides are always looking for those, whatever level they're at, those extra couple of players, you know. And we're suddenly today being linked with players again. LVD, um, as in, you know, we, there's links coming out again, right? Cresswell again. Um, so maybe, you know, at the time they found out that Lopetegui's just had enough, and which I still believe was the end of last season, not 10 days ago, it was end of last season, where he had enough because he knew what the future was coming and he started sounding out his mate to get him out of there. As soon as that happens, then you get to a point where you're going to say, you're going to, you want to give me a hug? Okay, I'll meet you at the match and you can give me a hug, whoever you are. You know, um, maybe, maybe, maybe the board thought, okay, we're just going to hold this money back because we're going to change him. He doesn't want to be here. We'll have to change him. So just hold it back for someone new who comes in. Or you're going to let him buy a couple of players, but he's still upset because he wants to buy four. I think most of us, I agree with Hoops, probably only need a couple up the top and at the back. The other areas, got two good left backs, two good right backs now, Doc's come back. Just need a centre half to replace Collins. Midfielders, literally, you know, that's as, as good as our midfield. A young, impressive, exciting midfield, as, as we've ever... And that's after losing <laughs> Martino Neves. Traore is untried, exciting. Gomez is so exciting. Nunes can possibly play in there. Lamina looks absolutely brilliant in that position. You know, and then we got Kalajic injuries. You know, obviously we've got our fingers crossed, and we got Silver. So we got two strikers who didn't play for us last season. Guess what? They've only got us to score two goals to make a hundred percent improvement on the two strikers. Well, then, Cochran, you, you know, oh, I'm back. You lost, you lost your sound for a minute. Then, I think somebody was back. trying to call, but I just um, declined it. Sorry, I was yeah. on the phone. So we are in the unknown. But I think it's a little bit of an exciting unknown because if we were Bournemouth and we looked at our squad and we thought, oh, my God, our squad is, is a bit turgid. We haven't got the players. They're not very exciting. Then we would be thinking, no, we've got O'Neill. No, but we've got some good players. And I think the proof will be the transfer window, not who we bring in when it shuts. And if Who's Nunes and Cunha, can you get – am I there? Yeah, 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 we can yeah. Hear you. Okay, Nunes, Cunha, Silva, all the players that have excited us, Lamina, if they're still there 1st of September, then you know they're happy. They're obviously happy. Otherwise, they'd be sounding out right now. They'd be ringing the agents right now. What's happened? We loved Lopetegui. He was the best manager that we've ever had. I don't see any of that. You know, you, you saw that maybe he didn't have time to develop the love, as I agree. But you still see a, a bit of a shock, maybe, from players. There's, there's Pedence with all his, all his mates, you know, 
<laughs> taking a picture and he you know when he posts on instagram there's nothing to do with the football behind it, it? It's he, he, he likes to wind people up and i think ryan openery the same joe martinio is not talked about but i'm pretty sure he's having a glass of vino tonight you know the guy never ever missed missed a game for us he was never ever even injured he was a rolls royce professional that we all loved and suddenly he's nowhere to be seen you know, and only Lopetegui had his say, nobody else. So these players need to be happy. When you've got a happy player, guess what? They play well. If players are seeing the wep, mop type face in training every day, telling them off, then going to the press and saying to the press, my team's not good enough, not good enough for the Premier League. We're going to struggle this season. You know, in the end, if you had a boss like that at work, you'd, you'd be like, let's get out of here. You would, or you would be. He doesn't believe in that, doesn't believe in his team or his players. I mean, it's an interesting one because um, obviously at the weekend, we saw a great performance. Now, was that a performance that the, the players must clearly have known he was going at that point? They knew, they knew at that point. They were and told they on the Friday, it was wasn't one it? of the best performances that we've seen. Continue yeah. to chat, but guys, just whilst of, uh, before money continues with it, we've got over over 600 watching live again. Um, if you want to join in the chat, please make sure you subscribe because that means you can join in the conversation. If you're enjoying this, uh, this content, uh, and the opinions, please let the guys know by smashing a like. Um, we're going to also ask you to start putting some questions in the chat for us for the last 10 minutes. So if you start doing that, when Manny finishes the rest of what he's got to say, we'll put the questions to the panel. Carry on. The last thing I have to add is that statement. See, I I agree, Um, uh, Dave, you know, you always check up someone's background, see what they're like. But that was one man's job, Matt Hobbs. He's put his reputation in those words, hasn't he? He's impressive. He was by far, after five games, we've sacked him because we're absolutely awful. The guy's going to have his head in his hands because he told us. And that ruins his reputation. So he's putting his reputation on the line, the reputation that he's built up, he's putting on the line. So, um, you know, I I sort of trust him at the moment because he's the only one who's done a half-decent job in the last 12 months, in my eyes. You know, with the team Lopetegui had, yes, he did a good job getting the results, you know, but he did get £90 million to improve it, and he improved it, and his centre-forward didn't really... The one he kept saying, oh, it's a centre-forward, he is a centre-forward, didn't look like hitting a barn door, didn't look like a striker. Me, you, you two, every man and his dog, my missus who don't even play football, she looked at him and said, he ain't a striker. <laughs> He's not a striker. He's more of a midfielder. You know, didn't even watch football. The Lopetegui didn't recognise that. And how many times we were tearing our hair out when the team sheet came out and he got Kuna at number nine again. Now, if O'Neill does that and we're still playing Turgeon football, then we can say the same about O'Neill. I'll judge him and we'll barrack him. Of course, we will. We're fans. So after five games, we've been tonked and we're bottom of the league. We're going to give him a, we're going to give him, you know, hell. But we'll also get behind him. But I don't think it's as bad as people think. It is, because I don't think it was especially that special anyway. Having players not happy in any workforce, whether, you know, you go to school, you're a teacher, whether you go to whatever, wherever you are, you want you want your people happy. Because when you get them happy and onside, guess what? They raise their game for you. But we had Sol King, 8 Nuri, who was never, ever even on the bench for how many games? 
we had Pedenza who was banished, you know, in 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 the transfer window. We had Matinho who had no send off. Neto also had a fallout. I'm hearing from somebody right at the end. He had a bit of a fallout, but he's come back. You know, just something quite clearly somewhere was wrong, and the players may be to blame a little bit for that as well, because you know everyone's a prima donna these days, and nobody can take any criticism. But there's a different way. You have to sometimes speak to youngsters. You know, it's, I think gone are the days where you just bring the, the whip out and just beat everyone up and tell them they're all rubbish and blah, blah, blah. In the old days, we probably, the likes of us, if we got told that, we would like, well, I'm going to prove it to you. But there's the minds, the young minds these days, sometimes they're like, if I, if I did that to my kids, they'd just sort all that. I have to put my arm around them. I have to put my arm around them and then encourage them and tell them that they're special and they're good and they can achieve great things. And guess what? They go and do do that, you know. And so let's let's give him an opportunity. Let's welcome him. Let's show him that Wolves fans can welcome somebody. Let's make that atmosphere a little bit special. Somebody, somebody out there in Wolves social media land, come up with some songs and record yourself singing it and post it everywhere and we'll pick the best one because we need some songs we you know, and, and, and get some of the wolf songs going instead of like players i suppose as well but um yeah i'm a little bit i don't i don't know i woke up this morning and i'm so excited about monday by half time i might have my head in my hands because that's what football's like you know we're three and all down and we're thinking what have we done that is football it's never changed. It never will, you know, and um, uh, smile more um, and he's gone. He didn't want to be here. We got somebody who desperately wants to be here versus somebody who's been plotting to get out for how many weeks? Absolutely. And that, you know that, what? And you know what? There's been so much uncertainty um, around the place over the last few weeks, um, especially the last few days. That uncertainty is not good. It's it's not good. The one thing that this does do, um, what's happened in the last two days, Lopetegui's gone, his staff's gone, um, Gary O'Neill is in. There's no uncertainty now. We we know our manager is. We know he hasn't really got a backroom staff as such at the moment, but that will be coming in. There'll be obviously processes in place uh, and we'll probably see some new incomings over the next... Um, a few days, you'd hope. Uh, the, the one thing that we do have is we've got a manager. That manager's going to be there at the opening game of the season against United. We know that he comes in um, fresh. He's going to have a bit of time on his hands because, obviously, he's coming into a, into a team um, that he's got to get to know and he's got to build his team. He is, in a lot of, in a lot of um, circles, highly thought of. And do you know just what he could just turn out? Dave, I just be... thought of an idea. I just thought yeah. of an idea. Joe Matinho is apparently in Wolverhampton. Gary O'Neill should just ring him up and say, just stay here for a couple of weeks. Oh, you know, just stay here you know and what? just That's be, be by my side and um, let's be good friends. And is, you can is, tell is, me a bit about these lads. Is he still <laughs> not signed for anyone, Matinho? See, to me... That kind of would be a good idea. Why don't he, he, to get him in as part of his team would be kind of a would be kind of I think it could could kind of work. You know, I mean, he'll have his own ideas, but like a guy who knows the place has been around the place. He, 
You know, he's infectious. He's a winner type of person. He, you know, Lopetegui's gone. Maybe he would jump at the opportunity to have that sort of involvement as well. And he'll, he'll know a lot of the players, you know. So, I mean, I would imagine that Gary O'Neill's first thing that he's going to do, and he's probably doing it today, is probably having conversations with all the leadership team at the, uh, at the club. Undoubtedly, he'll be having conversations with pretty much every player. He'll be listening to them, taking stock. That WhatsApp group's probably fun tonight, isn't it? <laughs> well, yeah, I bet it's like, I, bet it's I wonder what gifts and memes they're sending to each other about Loftegui. That's what I wonder. I just <laughs> think it's quite interesting that uh, Pedence has popped up with the with the thing. I told you. Oh, you know, I made a, a funny post yesterday about, oh, look at this. As soon as I heard that he was going, Ryan Outnuri has gone from being banished to scoring worldies. Nunes looks world class. Sasha, Kalajic and Cunha all look like strikers. You know, I wonder what's happened. Maybe they all wanted it, you know. And I thought I was laughing, but who knows the reality, you know. Dave, Dave in, 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 in terms of, of our club and the way we've all felt, certainly I've seen it, uh, being a, a leader myself in business and, and in band leader, this club has had no leadership for months and when you, as 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 the head of our club, which she is, and I say he's supposed to be, I can't stand the bloke now. He's got to go. But he has seen our fans get more and more despondent over over two or three months. He's had a manager that has publicly been slagging off the the club. Um, our players have have not known whether to turn left or right. And what's he done? He has done. Absolutely, Jack. He's he has it. done He's nothing. <laughs> he has said nothing. He has provided no leadership whatsoever. And and if 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 rumor is to be believed, we only got that statement because there was so much pressure put on him to get that statement out. That bloke is a chocolate fire guard uh, on on bonfire night, and 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 he needs. I like melted chocolate. <laughs> yeah, he needs. <laughs> He needs to go because what we need now more than anything else, and I have to say I agree with Manny on uh, and, and Oops on this. Matt Hobbs has shown real strong leadership within his role, and and maybe maybe Fosun could do a lot worse than, than moving him in, in uh, upper uh, a level. Uh, because Russell Jones would be another another person who could uh, unite the fan base because Russell is. Um... They could get very... three or four people together, like the Thelwell, Dalrymple, that type Dalry. of, you know. But she's she's absolutely dead in the way. She has now become another Moxie for me, and 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 you know Moxie hung on for two more years than 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 his, than his credibility. Uh, Do you think so. she will be there at Manchester United away, mate? I hope not. I hope Do not. You know what, Manny? I think I I, I think. If he's not there, he's gone. I think you, he, he's every match, isn't he? Away matches. He never misses. We've seen him driving yeah, up just in his car up, and on his, own. on his own. He goes on his own, and yeah. you know, he's still in China. He hasn't come back with this emergency gone. Hobbs has clearly. He's probably had some Zoom meetings and stuff like that, but he's not come back. It's the the club is in crisis, and your chairman is the other side of the world and has not come back. Yet he's entitled to a holiday and to go and see family and stuff like that. But he's not been around the season. This is an important time of the year for the club. And he's AWOL. So is he AWOL because of the fan backlash and he doesn't want to come? Is he AWOL because Foson 
and the owners of Fosun have taken an axe and he's gone. You know what, Dave? You know what? Imagine if your boss, right, your boss had given you 40, 90 million quid, right, in the, in the winter, spent more money than any striker that we've ever bought in our history on Cunha, spent more money on any manager that we've ever spent money on and his backroom staff. So Fosun is sending all this money to Jeff. And then Jeff turns around and says, oh, I've got to get rid of him. Can I pay him off, please? They'll want to say, get over there and give us some answers. We've right. just given you record and, amounts and, of money. Do you know what? That's what should be happening. As owners, they have got to take accountability for the people that take accountability within the club. And it's their investment and it's their money that, that's been going astray and putting us into this position. So I, we do know that there were planning to take action uh, and change it, but I think that plan may now be accelerated. Anyway, guys, we need to wrap up. Can I make one very quick point? That you before I wrap up, I was going to say you got. I'm going to come back to each one of you to just finish off with your final final thoughts. You, you, you've you, you've uh, just uh, said that uh, that she deserves a break. What what people don't realise is people at the top of organisations are paid big bucks. And, and they're paid big bucks because if anything goes wrong, they are expected to drop everything in their everyday life and get back to the Deal with place. it, absolutely. Right? So, so he's paid big bucks. He should have been straight back here where the muck was hitting the fan. And the fact that he didn't tells me everything that I need to know about that bloke. He can't communicate. He's a control freak. And he makes very, very bad decisions that cost. Oh, like Dave says, mate. He's been told by Fosun to stay Maybe. away. I hope so, Manny. I hope so. Uh, Hoops, your final words? Yeah, I, I, I think the fans are still disappointed with, with how things have, um, you know, transpired o o over the summer, ultimately. Um, you know, we, we know Hewland was sort of first choice six years ago, and, and we know that we... We moved heaven and earth, and as, as, as many referenced there, we we paid the most we've we've ever paid for him and, and a number of his backroom staff. So um, I think there's definite frustration to see sort of nine months on January spending for for him to leave. But I think both parties are, are, are to blame here. I don't think anybody comes out of it well. I don't think Hewlin comes out of it well because. Um, he knew the situation at the, the end of the season and then he decided to engineer a move and get his best mate, um, oh. Balagay, in the media to, to have an unsanctioned, you know, chat and basically do a kind of a Conte and say, criticise the squad, criticise the finances um, because he didn't want to walk away from, from finance. So, and also, uh, you know, so... The, the, the club absolutely are going to be criticised and, and Hewlin are. So I don't think anybody comes out of it well. However, you know, it's time to kind of put a bookmark in the page and say, well, that was that. This is where we're at now. If it doesn't work out, we can talk about, you know, an inquisition and we can talk about what, what went wrong and we can kind of do that. But where we are right now is, what, is where we are. Um, and, and only time will tell. In terms of Jeff Sheen... I don't have a lot of sympathy for him, but I think to, to the wider point, just as Jeff Moxley wants to see Morgan and Sir Jack Hayward, he's the mouthpiece. He's, he's not ultimately the, the head honcho in terms of the, the finances. That, that comes from the top. So that decision he's had to filter down. However, as has been referenced earlier, 
we don't know what went on in that boardroom on those initial discussions with Lopetegui. And if he has hoodwinked him into something, you know, which isn't right, after causing him so much, then he's made mistakes and he's been culpable. And and, and we're at and he and he's hoping Gary O'Neill will, will will save his ass, basically. Um so and, and which is what we all are. So as as I've mentioned earlier, a lot of uncertainty, a lot of unrest, but um, you know, it could be a good move. It's difficult to say, you know, the players were, weren't happy with Lopetegui and so forth. We didn't know. I, I still believe that was a very, very good coach and he's a very good coach and could have got more of a tune out of those, those players. But in terms of where we are as the right now, we move on, we go to Monday and we see what how the season unfolds. I think we need a little bit of luck on our side this year uh, because... I suspect the majority of the spending will, will not be until next summer. Um, so let's work with what we've got and um, and let's try and be as optimistic as we can. I know people will, and, and it's I think it's a bit wrong to kind of say, get behind the manager. The fans will get behind the manager. We know it's not his fault. He's coming to do a job, but we've got a man in charge now walking through the doors tomorrow who wants to be here, and that's half the battle. Absolutely. Manny, final thoughts from you, mate? Yeah, just I mean, just to close off the Lopetegui, like sort of once and for all, I think Wolves are a club around there. They're not a club there and they're not a club there. But we went for a manager who probably, East Spain, Real Madrid, you know, Seville. So he wants instant bye, 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 six players in winter, four players in the summer and Wolves under Fosun. And under Jeff Shee, uh, not that level that they can just give. So I agree with Hoops. I think to get him, we must have. It's me me like somebody ringing me up, like David Beckham ringing me up. And I, I own a hotel and he, he's asking me whether it's a five star. I know it's a three star, but I tell him I've got everything there. Then he comes and realises, oh, my God, this is shocking. You know, this, you told me. And that's what I think probably happened. Yeah, yeah, we'll sort you out. We'll look after you. And then when the I think the crunch point was Cunha, so he wanted Cunha. Wolves have recognised we paid over the air odds. Imagine we don't buy Cunha. That probably gives Julian Lopetegui fifty million pound to spend because Cunha wasn't that instrumental in keeping us up. It was the Laminas, the Dawsons, Absolutely, those yeah. types of players because we played that type of football. He didn't even use him. So if we hadn't spent it there, it probably would have given Lopetegui enough money to buy three or four players which meant he would have stayed. So I think that's where it happened, where Jeff probably had his figures for each window. And then suddenly, I need Cunha in. I need Cunha. Bloody hell, he's going to cost us that much. You know, oh, my God, what did we do? This guy's, like, getting a bit mad. He wants his player. I've promised him everything. OK, well, bye, Cunha. And then somebody said to Jeff, Jeff, what about the summer? Oh, I'll deal with that when that comes. <laughs> you know, and now this has happened. So I think it was mismanagement. He's poor. He's not a man manager. I agree with um, Hoops. He is a mouthpiece. But being a mouthpiece just isn't good enough for a big club. You still have to be inspiring. You still have to have leadership. You still have to take control. You still have to be forthright. You still have to be honest. We as fans aren't stupid. If he's honest on 1st of May or 1st of June and say, lads, we're in the shit here. <laughs> you know, we need a bit of help. We've got to buckle up and we're going to back the manager as best as we can because of these, this situation. We have slightly overspent. We've got, if he was honest at that point, he's not honest and he's not a leader. 
He's not inspiring. Everybody who works at the club all say he walks past. He never speaks to anybody. He's got his head down. He's a bit of a loner. Like you said, he goes to all the away games on his own. He hasn't even got a mate we, to go we, to an away we, game. We have seen him walking on his own, driving on his yeah. own. He doesn't go. It's always on his own, pretty He's much. He's a total loner. And got rid of everybody who was close to him. Well, well gone. You know, um, Dalrymple, gone. Sellers, I thought, was a scapegoat. I didn't think he was brilliant, but he, he was, was yeah. good. And, you know, gone. And he gets rid of people. And it's only when Hobbs finally came in we got a bit of stability and i think that's the only reason we got all because the, the only way she, the only thing she knew was let's ring mendez i need a player help help Hobbs found different ways to get better players better players lamina and dawson we're going wow they were better players than what you know she was signing for us so it's not that negative that we've lost a lot of stuff and it will be an absolute big positive if he doesn't come back and Hopefully, you know, I'm just thinking, I'm just, I've got 20 minutes, the scoreboard at Old Trafford and it says 20 minutes and it says Man United nil, Wolves nil, and it's an even game. And I'll be excited, you know, because that's, that's a battle, isn't it? Just to even get to that point, because it's the unknown, just to think, are we in this? Are we up for this? Are these players showing something? And that will get us onside. And we don't care if our manager is called Gary O'Neill or bloody, I don't know, whatever. I don't care what his name is. We will sing his name. We'll invent songs for him and he'll become a star of our team. And and that's what we've got to judge. We've got to judge on the result, on the performance, what he produces on the pitch. Not Matt Hobbs has done the CV bit. He's done the research. He's done the interviews. He's the expert. That's I'm happy with that. Now let's see what you've got, Gary. Absolutely well. So, well, that concludes everything really, really well. Um, we've pretty much covered off everything on the channel today since the thing. We've got feedback from a, a Bournemouth fan. We've got um, honest feedback from uh, a selection of Wolves fans. We've had you guys joining in uh, the chat. The Lopetegui era is over. It's gone. It's in the past. We now have to look forward to the uh, Gary O'Neill era. Long may be and successful Let's hope it is, um, because if it's a long era, he's doing a bloody good job. If it's not, then thinking. But one thing that we have to do at this point is put everything aside because we can't change anything. He is the manager, and when we turn up to the games, we've got to make sure that the the home support and the away support are right behind the boys on the field. They've got to know that we've got their backs and we're behind them. They are having to go to work and deal with this situation and get on side. And let's hope they do. And let's um, give Gary um, the best that we can. And let's hope it works. From uh, from myself, uh, Manny, Hoops and uh, Craig, uh, to you guys in the chat, thanks for joining us. Um, and if you listen to back on Catch Up or Podcast, make sure you leave your thoughts. Until the next one, always Wolves. Always. <laughs>
at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonalds.com this podcast is proud to be part of the talk sport fan network talk sport powered by fans